Welcome back to another episode of The Exchange presented by WinBet. I am Nick Mangold, your co-host, along with my good buddy, Mark Sanchez. How are we doing today? Excellent, buddy. Ready to rock. Love it. Um, So for today's guest, um, he's a big nickname guy. Um, And so I think a little clue, a little hint. Um, So I, I was thinking about it. And I'm a nickname person myself just because I suck at remembering people's real names. So I have to make up nicknames for people to remind myself. Um, so I wanted to go through some of the nicknames through um, playing career other for maybe yourself or maybe you've given to somebody or someone that you remember. Are there any memorable nicknames out there mm. that you can think of? The one I'm going to hit you with real quick just because you're going to chuckle. <clears throat> uh, pork chop. That was you? No, that wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> <You> idiot. <laughs> you Who fight. was that? Yeah, um, see, I don't remember his real name. Um, so hopefully he doesn't Oh, it was this. one of your friends. No, it was one of the offensive linemen, Porkchop. Uh, it was with Bill. With us? Um, yeah. No. Yes. He was, um, uh, you know what? Maybe <laughs> maybe that was 08. Maybe that was pre. Yeah, that was before me, dude. There was no pork chop. I would remember that. Yeah, we, no, you, you. De- I think you were definitely there for pork chop. Mm, not Caleb Slaughterhauser. <laughs> Slaughterhausen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Austin what do you got? Howard. It wasn't Austin. No, that's Big Sensi. <laughs> He's gonna kill us. <laughs> Everyone's gonna kill us on this one. What do you got? You got uh, him. Um, well, I loved how you used to call Kevin O'Connell, now the head coach of the Vikings and former quarterback in our QB room, Jerry, Jerry O'Connell, because <laughs> he kind of looks like him. He kind of does. And Jerry O'Connell is on, um, not the view, what's, uh, the talk on CBS. Is he? And, uh, so every time, yeah. So every time I see him, they, they do have a similar like facial structure. I mean, thank you. It's, I mean, they're not that close. It's not like, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a derogatory a doppelganger. Game. It wasn't a derogatory. No, no, no. It was a derogatory. But then you just started calling him Jerry. And so even like, okay, recently we're on the phone and you're like, hey, have you talked to Jerry recently? And I was like, Jerry, 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 like trying to go through my head immediately. I'm obviously like Tom and Jerry. No, because no. I'm a child. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. No, because I don't know him. Uh, <laughs> and you're like O'Connell. I was like, oh, right. Oh, right. That guy. Um, so that one was good. Austin Howard, we said big sensey because he would get all sensitive, which is yeah. messed up. Um, <laughs> and he was really big. McElroy. Um, I mean, we thought he looked yeah. like the Wendy's mascot, the girl with the pigtails for a while, you know, <laughs> yeah. with the freckles. <laughs> so we tried to get Wendy's to stick, but it never really stuck. No, um, the other one, I mean, the, the easy ones for me were, you know, Sanchez. Um, um, people started with. Like franchise and doing Sanchez, I thought that one sounded better. I think early on people were like Franchez, and it just never really. My, I mean, mine for you, obviously, is Uncle Mark. Yeah, well, Well. I get that one. I get Tio, Tio, which is in Spanish, Uncle. And then don't Um, don't forget the fact that you have your whole your whole family um, business side is all entourage. (laughs) That's right. I gotta yeah. go. Yeah. Nick, um, who was E? E uh, is um, that was Nick. No, E's the agent. Yeah, yeah. E was Nick. Yeah, so Nick was E, and then the brother is uh, drama. What 
drama, which was Brandon, who never was really drama, which made it even funnier. <laughs> like the calf implants and like all that stuff, you know, uh-huh. like just silly stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. So Vinny, PT, uh, had Patrick Vinny Turner, remember the receiver PT. we had? Uh-huh. Uh, but he used to call me Sanchacho, Sanchacho. <laughs> for like Muchacho and Sanchez. Um, um, I never had – the only one I ever – never really had a big nickname the only one i would got was just it was from high school which is gold just shortened man yeah. to gold that was easy that's fine um but after that i'm good with that i didn't really i didn't really get a fun nickname um maybe that there's I know an opportunity of. there for you that i know of what did I mean, they call Valvita? remember Valvita cheese liquid gold liquid gold Could um, be you, dude. you had tone time tone time tone time um we didn't really had one for Braylon. He just has a cool name. It was just Braylon. Yeah. Um I think else. Plax, um, Plaxco. I mean a lot of short names, a lot of abbreviations. Right. Like you didn't you weren't with him, but Fitz Magic. That was always a fun Ooh, one. Oh, that's cool. You that guys said cool. that to him? Oh uh, yeah. That's dope. Like, Can we get a little like Fitz Magic here? Let's go. Uh, I like it. I like um, it. Um trying to think of other I mean, there was plenty of them. But it, it is it's funny because, like, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things, like, especially for rookies coming in, young guy, offensive line. Like, it was whatever popped in. Um, it was, like, it, that was what went with it. Isn't like, it wild? Because you're just kind of, like, branded. Like, yeah. And some of them are good. And you can, like, turn that into something. Like, it gives you a little momentum to become that nickname. And some of them just suck. And then it's just, like... You're yeah. just held under this dark cloud of this sad nickname, and well, you can't break out me, of this prison. What gets me is every once in a while, like I'll just be scrolling through my contacts looking for somebody, and I'll see that nickname <laughs> in there. Um, the funniest one recently. So, do you remember uh, Vladimir Dukas? Yeah, Vlad. Yes, Vlad. Um, oh no, Haitian descent. We couldn't correct? really do the. We couldn't really do the initials. Like if you have crappy initials, you can't do VD. No, that's a not a good one. But in my phone, he's the Black Russian. <laughs> like uh, that was, uh, I was so shocked by Vladimir. I was like, he's, I was like from Haiti. I'm like, what? Like, doesn't make any sense. A Russian name. It'd have been better if it was with a W, though. <laughs> well, Pronounced Vladimir. Yeah. You know? uh, oh, all right, God. all right. I all think right. we've we gone got off our, the rails. We got all our right. guest. Sorry, we're off the rails here. Yes. Uh, let's bring it in. Um, our guest, um, I mean, he is infamous, I would say, um, and I'm excited to talk to him. Uh, longtime NFL insider, broadcaster, you name it, he's done it with the NFL. Chris Berman, I'm excited to talk Ooh. to him, chat him up a little bit. Um, NFL prime time. Prime time. All right, let's bring him in. Oh, man, this is a big one for me. Nick, I know we're, we're just young pups in this broadcasting thing, but this guy we're bringing in. Needs no introduction. The Mount Rushmore of anchors uh, built ESPN, the face of ESPN. Golly, one of the all-time greats, Chris Berman. Thank you so much for taking the time. And a huge Jets fan. We love you. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Mark, Nick, good to be with you guys. Happy holiday. Whenever we're running it, you know, happy new year. And yes, uh, yeah, about the green on, yeah, not only the holidays, it's Jets green. All right. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. There we go. I love it. I was talking with, uh, before you came on, I was talking with, uh, we're going to get into these nicknames, but Kevin, back, 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 Nagandi. And um, 
he uh, he was he was singing your praises, and I just said, you know, I've, I've my two years at ESPN, I never even ran into to Berman, dude. Like I feel, I don't know what to say. I'm fired up. Like I, I don't want to fan out too much because you know I'm really enjoying the broadcasting deal. But this is uh, this is pretty cool. Um, explain explain. Oh, God, I just got to know how it started. Like, give me one of your favorite stories of, of just the origin story with ESPN. And did you ever see it going where it went? Because that thing, I mean, absolutely took off into a different stratosphere. Well, uh, thanks for the accolades. Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that my face should be chiseled anywhere. <laughs> but uh, uh, So, yes. So I, I got to. So I was 24 when ESPN started. It was 1979. I was. Hired one month in. I'd been on TV three months in Hartford. I'd done radio before. So to answer your question quickly, and then I'll go back without burning up too much time, which I could do with the best of them. Um, uh, no, at 24, 25, 26, we, we didn't, we were rebels without a clue, Mark. Um, we, you know, I like to say we were the Mercury astronauts, which were the first ones. We just hoped to land in the ocean when the, when we orbited once or twice, okay? So, uh, you know, the ocean, not on hard land. Um, if you, to put it back, which is you guys are even too young to really not understand, but, but live it. So 79, 80, 81, 82, early 80s, cable TV. Hmm, is this going to make it? You know, back then it was, I have an antenna. I get five stations. Why would I spend 20 bucks a month? 20 bucks. Doesn't that sound good? Well, what we pay now? <laughs> uh, 20 bucks a month for this box that gets us 36 channels where I got to sleep, I got to eat, I got to go to work. There are no tape machines, you know, via. How can I watch 36 channels at once? So will cable TV make it? So we were part of that. I did think which sounds revisionist history, but it's not, that it was a good idea for a channel to have sports on all the time because what we quickly learned, and by the way, I did the 2.30 a.m. Sports Center my first four years. So. <laughs> That's a friends and family affair, dude. Well, well, <laughs> hey, well, watching. hey, West Coast, I was big in the bar, okay? <laughs> but, 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 I get, but I got to realize that. My point is, okay, so if you're East Coast and you're coming home, maybe two is a little late, to be up, but if you're West Coast, you don't have to be in the, you could be working or you're working a two shift or I get letters from fathers feeding babies in Iowa at two in the morning. I went, why would they get up at two? Thank God you're on. In other words, you quickly learn that not everybody's nine to five and lives in the East, which we sure. knew anyway. So it wasn't, did we think we'd be this? No, God, no. So cable in the eighties went like this. So by the late eighties, which ESPN got the NFL in 87 and we started prime time. So that's only eight years in the growth from 7980 to even 87 was unbelievable. When we got the NFL and I'll finish, even though we're only eight years in. Okay. We've landed on the moon. Yeah. We the on the, yeah. Theory. Big but, fish. but it was, you know, I have many funny stories another time about our early couple it. of years. It was, um, we, we were out there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. Okay. That was off script. Our first question is supposed to be about Joe Namath, the Jets and what they mean to you. How did that fandom start? Obviously growing up in New York, 
that was an easy an easy fit there. But um, you know, Joe Namath going to that game, uh, Super Bowl three, I think, with your dad, watching witnessing history. Um, explain those memories, whatever you remember from that game and, and that time period in your Jets fandom. Well, you can go off script. It doesn't matter. Look, this is <laughs> I posted NFL drafts for twelve hours. I mean, we can come. Up, <laughs> we even had to come up with something for both of you guys. So, respectful uh, <laughs> or not, it didn't matter. It's fifteen minutes a pick. Come up with something. So, um, it's a nice story. Really, we grew up in Westchester, which to Shea Stadium is not that far. Um, mm -hmm. And in nineteen sixty four, when the Jets moved to Shea Stadium, when it was built. I was nine. My brother was seven. Dad, not an unbelievably huge sports fan, but enjoyed the experience with his young boys. And we didn't know the difference in New York Giants, New York Jets, AFL, NFL. I mean, we're nine years old, right? Or seven. I'm going to buy my dad season tickets to the Jets. We had, there were box seats, but in the upper deck, but like, like the third row or fifth row. So little did we know that as I was growing up, you know, junior high, high school, I was really watching semi-coaches film with the AFL, which was passing. I'm, I'm jumping around. Right. You know, the, not only Joe, but but uh, John Hadle and Daryl LaMonica and, and George Blanda threw it. I mean, I could go on, on and on and on. Um, I'm, I'm leaving a couple out, but um, um, Lenny Dawson threw it. But at any rate, so we were $8 a, a ticket, right? So we went to the games. And Joe signed in in 65 they won the super bowl in 68 i was at the we were at the championship game cold shea upper deck the planes you could touch them landing at LaGuardia. <laughs> um you know um windy any anybody that walked past the portal the hat blew off you know gentlemen's hats uh so i was uh, eighth grade and my brother andy was sixth grade we we're at that game the bomb to maynard the touchdown, the oh, Maynard, wow. the lateral route Baker picked up and then forgotten Oakland had the ball one more time and Verlin Biggs had a big sack and then the Jets run the way to the Super Bowl. So we watched that. And I mean, it was in our blood. And of course, then they won the Super Bowl and I wore, I had, it was kind of a formalish prep school, but I wore my, it was allowed that day. They, they let me get away with it. My Puma shoes like Joe, you know, the white. Oh, nice. With the green Puma and I got a standing ovation in in homeroom uh, in, in, <laughs> in eighth grade. True, this is all true. And the um, first of many. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, but the only one for a Jets Super Bowl win. Okay, <laughs> so you guys tried and were great. Yeah, I know. And up, sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but the, but the point is, and then it, of course by then it was not only the Jets, it was the AFL. Now, this was our friggin' league, you know. And then when the Chiefs won the next year made it two versus two in Super Bowls before the merger. It was, hey, we throw the ball. We're more interesting. And it was kind of the 60s anyway. But that's the Jets. My dad passed in, in 2013, which is all good. Um, I smile every time the Jets win, not because I'm not happy to, but my brother lives out in ski country in Idaho. And, and, and my dad, like I said, it's close to 10 years. But uh, I know he would be happy. Uh, I'm always pleased, not that you guys were too young, when I run into a Shea Stadium jet. You know, even like Joe Klecko, who's going into the Hall of Fame now, he played both Wesley Walker. Uh, yeah. Some, If you started your career at Shea Stadium, you have a different mark with me because 
you know, but then I was professional. Dad gave up the seats when they moved up to New Jersey, not because we didn't like it. His boys weren't home anymore. It's a long answer, but you can see it's in my blood. So, um, uh, and of course, the first time I met Joe, he was doing color one year on Monday Night Football, Mark and Nick in 85. He comes up to me, and this is Joe, as you well know him, sticks out his hand and goes, Chris Berman. I was in a game like at the Orange Bowl or something, one of the games. I feel like I've known you all my life. I said, hold on, Joe. No, no. you feel like it. I've known you all my life. Goes, what do you I said, if you played 70 games, injury, I mean, I, I don't know, at Shea Stadium, uh, I was at 65 of them. He goes, you were? And so that's amazing. Been friends ever since. Perfect. Which I assume had to make, uh, it was 2018. They had a 50th anniversary uh, dinner celebration for that team, uh, which you got to host. Um, I assume that had a special little place in your heart. Do you have any big memories from that night um, being able to host the, the 50th anniversary? It was an honor to be asked, Nick, and it was an honor to be among the guys, many of whom I've gotten to meet through the years and they had pretty good attendance at it. Um, I think we lost Jerry this past year, right? Didn't we? Or Jerry Philbin, but, but uh, I, I got to speak with him quite a bit. I talked with Johnny Sample's son quite a bit. Johnny was a, he was a renegade cornerback. Um, you know, like one of those that couldn't play in the NFL anymore. And, and uh, he was, he was the outspoken, I mean, Joe was Joe, right? And of course, <laughs> Joe and John Maynard uh, uh, and, and I've gotten to know John Schmidt, the center who I'm sure you've got, I mean, Schmidt, the best, right? Schmidt is the best. And like he, he would come in um, and it was always one of those things. Like as soon as he, if you ever came out to practice, he would, as soon as he stepped on the grass, it was a straight beeline right to me. He's like, Oh, the centers, we got to stick together. We got to be together. And like, it was, it's He's great. a great guy. Um, and so a few members of the line were back. Pete Lamons, the tight end, who I said, is that the true story? They were looking at game film the week of the Super Bowl early in the week in Miami, I think, already. And he stood up in front of the, the, the film projector, right, in 19, January 1969. This is urban legend. And said, Coach, you better shut that thing off. And, and we, you, you what? Uh Coach, if you show us any more, they were think looking at the Colts or whatever. We're going to be overconfident. And I went, oh, I mean, I'd read that. He said, yeah, it's kind of how it happened. Um, <laughs> even if it, if it didn't, I'm going with it. So it, it was a treat. And just even though it was, you know, the metal, you know, the, the new stadium, obviously. Just seeing 16 to 7 up on the board, like, outside of, of the nice place where we had the dinner was very was very cool very 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 cool love it love it awesome uh that so not just that team but um in our runs rex the rel revis the brickishaw i mean some of the guys that we had nick obviously um some of your favorite memories from those couple years because you know i we didn't make it to the Super Bowl. We we're damn close, but just uh, I mean, the cast of characters we had, the Hard Knocks episodes. I thought that was like it's a show within itself. And those two years were were just an incredible run and something you know we've obviously never forgotten. But do you have anything that really stands out from those 
from our two years together, um, you know, in those in those little runs we had. Well, I look back at some of the players, and you mentioned, you know, with with Nick and the Brickashaw and the Brickashaw House, you know, for uh, and um, uh, and Alan Fanica, Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, Fanica. Right at the I mean, at the end, and I'm sure he, you know, he and Darrell Rivas will probably go in this year. I, I can't imagine, but that's not the point. Was if you were a Jet fan and. Every now and then the Jets rise up. Coach Mancini with a couple of those guys who drafted Revis, for example, um, uh, you made the playoffs. But for you guys, as I look back now, 10 years, I have specific memories, but as I look back 10, 12 years at that run, 13, it was typical Jets fashion. And that, of course, New England's in the division. So, I mean, but if you just take a step back, there were the wild cards. Right, we've already not made it easy for ourselves, even though it, it was Belichick, Brady. I get it, right? It's not like, how could you not beat him out? That's not the point. Okay, <laughs> the Jets are going to do all this on the road. Really? They don't care. You know, and then um, the first year with the second game with the Chargers, right, out there in San yeah. Diego. And that was like, oh, and they had a really good record. You know, they might have lost two. They were number one offense, number one defense in the league. Right. We started watching film early in the week. I swear to God. And I never told anybody this, maybe other than like shoddy, but I was like, holy, these, this is the best football team I've ever seen. What the hell are we going to do? Like, <laughs> well, you made such an impression that you eventually had LT and Cromartie come over, right? So, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that, so, but winning out there, it was like, damn, these guys are. And then, and then, and then here you go, you know, in, in the title game, lead it into you. I mean, it didn't like, like 98, a lead at Denver for Parcells's team. Mm. And Denver was great. Obviously they were like 14, yeah. you know, so man, what more, you're a rookie. The first, like, what more can we ask from the Jets who showed such heart? And then the next year, you'd be Peyton Manning and, and, and Tom Brady. Like, okay. So, so, all right, and now it's Pittsburgh. Like, I mean, you, this is like the royalty of the AFC, and you made the comeback at Pittsburgh. I mean, and I – you just – you guys – it was a typical – it was a Jets gritty – it's like you wanted your football team to be. And I'm not blowing smoke. I mean, it's 12 years ago, and it was – for a Jet fan, it was exactly the way it was supposed to be, especially getting rid of the Colts and, and, and the Patriots like, like that, you know. And it was – damn – and uh, cool. who knows what would have happened moving forward? I mean, Pitt, I mean, it's a pretty tall mountain to climb. Those three games that, that no, you no. almost all three of them. Um, I mean, you had really good player Rex, of course. You know, came in right year one and two. We have him now. He's 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 our guy now. <laughs> uh, I love it. I right? love seeing Rex he, on there. That's great. He, he loved you guys, right? <clears throat> yeah. That's oh yeah. Awesome. Do you um, – so we were talking earlier. We did our intro earlier, and um, we were talking nicknames because, like, I love nicknames. Um, big fan of them, um, mainly because I'm not smart enough to remember people's names, so I have to make up a nickname just to remind myself. Um, do you have any – I mean, you, you're, you're, so, you're so fantastic with nicknames. Do you have any memorable ones from our time with the Jets that maybe you used multiple times um, as, as a nickname that you came up with? Well – um, 
I, as I refreshed my mind, you know, just a little while ago at the roster, I mean, just I didn't go through every name and everything. And I'm embarrassed that we that I probably you made us so proud that I should have had more. I mean, the Brickishaw House, Ferguson, I mean, that's OK. Uh, the kickers, didn't you have Feely and, and Folk, right? Mm -hmm. Within Feely and Folk, yeah. When they split. So the beauty is, and I'll get back to nicknames, is when it's a pass or a kick and it's highlights, oh, I have time okay. to sing, you know? Yeah. And so for Feely, um, I, I, we, we, I went from Tommy with the who, you know, see me, feely. I mean, <laughs> if you could do it on a 48-yard field goal. You could do it and, and, and have fun with it going through the upper down. Nick Folk, I mean, now, if he missed, I didn't say it often. You know, what the folk, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> but That's my great. God, he's still kicking. He's about as accurate as ever. And I mean, that. And you didn't want to do that anyway. I, we, we did have my man Damian Woody for, in there, right? And so yeah. speaks for itself. Uh, there was no nickname needed there. Uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I wrote, let me see. So, and you already had Sanchez, Mark. I mean, you were, yeah. you know, a year or two in, you were already, and I can't split your name. I can't, I can't say, man, he's good as gold. You can't split the name. I mean, you can't. Okay. I make the rules. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I know. Didn't he have a big playoff year? Uh, Dustin Keller, your tight end. Didn't he have? Yeah. Didn't mm -hmm. he? He was I good mean, with Favre. The name. I went. Wait a minute. Why am I thinking he had a couple of big? Damn, Nick. Well, no. Um, Favre, Favre put him on the map. Favre was the one. Like he was. He, said he was good with Favre. He was no. Yeah. He was dumping the ball to Dustin like no one's business. Well, all we are is dust in the wind, Keller, right? Oh, so good. And then, and then I actually didn't know. I looked up the rosters of those two teams. I didn't know that Lido, one of my favorite ones, came over one year, right? Lido Shepard. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I sing, right? If he took up, I don't know that he did it as a Jet. With the Eagles, he had quite a few pick sixes, right? He was a good player and mm -hmm. good, good kid, good, good guy. Um, so that's, again, I steal it from Boss Skaggs, which I've now used for Debo a generation later. But, yeah, you know, whoa. And part of that song is one more for the road. So if it's a 50-yard pick six, you could sing the whole way. And uh, so there's some. I, so I probably should have had more, but there's something. See, I never picked up on the rules and then the timing of them. But I went back and looked up some of my favorites. Chuck, new kids on the Knoblock. Are you oh, kidding whoa, whoa. me? Okay. Well, I mean, that was money. <laughs> that was nails. Well, the bait. Keep going up the baseball um, one. Go ahead. Yeah, there's some great ones. My other, the other football one that I loved was the um, Harry Belafonte Deo, where he said, "Jake, daylight come, and you got a Delo." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was That's all time. Um. So the football, yeah, they like come and you got the film. I mean, I even had John Fox one year, I think it well, might have been at the Super Bowl. You know, I interviewed him when they, they almost beat New England that one year. Um, and he looked right in the camera and answered one of my questions. I said, so have you thought? I don't remember the question, Mark. He goes, hey, daylight come, you got a DeLome. 
you know, like this is the <laughs> head coach of, of the NFL. We could That's sing awesome. with some quarterbacks. Um, like Mark Bolger was um, – Ray Bolger was the, was the scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. So right. if Mark went back to pass, yeah, did it, did it, did it, did it. <laughs> I could only find a receiver. Or Elvis Gerback caught in a trap if he was – Oh, sick. nice. Um, nice. So – quarterbacks and kickers linemen unless you picked up the ball i mean it was hard in prime time to sneak in one of my favorite was a jet before you guys curtis my favorite martin of course uh which was tv show for us old farts um my favorite martian um right one that's still good now because he's offensive coordinator with the chiefs um eric Bieniemy yeah uh, played with the chargers and had a nice career and uh, Eric sleeping with the enemy. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. He said, you know, Who I helps you with these? Do you have a crew? You got a team working on these? Uh, no. I, this I, is all you? Yeah, well, mostly. But if someone at work, somebody sends in a list back in the old days, like baseball in the 80s, yeah. and I laugh, I use it. Maybe, it. you know, a beer in sometimes helps. But uh, – but I don't Get sleep the creative with the juices flowing. Well, I don't sleep with the rosters, guys. That's our rumor start. <laughs> <laughs> on fire. I love it. So obviously, I mean, highlights are just, there's so many and there's they're so awesome. Do you have one highlight that stands out to you? Is like this was my favorite highlight that I've seen and called. Is there one that you could pick out of all of them? Or is there just too many? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I don't know if I have one, um, but the key is doing them like they're live if you're doing a highlight show, because don't assume that everyone saw it, especially back right, then. Right. There are only three games on. Here's primetime. We got 14 games. You never saw it. So don't assume that the viewer knows even now that he's going to make a, 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 a 360 and keep going. Do it like it's happening at that time. So for that, you know, a far play, a Barry Sanders run. Um, mm. That's really why I started doing whoop. I mean, that was really Barry. That was, that's awesome. I mean, that's been, I mean, copied so many times. I've done it in broadcasts where I'm like, ooh, look at that dude, whoop. And it's, I mean, so iconic. But I got to tell you, I used to watch you and Tom Jackson on Sunday nights uh, all through high school, junior high. My mom lived right by both schools, so I'd go stay at her house. And uh, like at the end of the weekend, so it's easy for Monday morning just to walk to school. And I could not wait for Sunday nights to watch all these dudes and listen to the commentary and then to eventually do it at ESPN with Booger, with Jonathan Vilma and Kevin Nagandi. Uh, when we do college highlights, you can't like I can't explain to you how much that meant to me thinking like, damn, Chris Berman used to do it like in this studio. This is Awesome. You know, like trying to live up to something just so you know, and I'm sure you knew already, but what an incredible career. And we just appreciate your time uh, with us today. We got some rapid fire questions for you okay. on your way out. But thank That's you. Okay. For, thank you for that. And I, you meet Jonathan Vilma from the Flintstones. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or uh, That's good. I, I think at the Jets games, didn't they, when he had a sack, I think they played it over the PA Vilma. I mean, Vilma. I did. That's um, and um, 
Well, look, it, it, Tommy and I remain best friends. Tommy Jackson, just in a side yeah. that rapid fire. Yet. But um, um, it, it, it wasn't that we did the show because back then, 80s, 90s, even early, you know, 2000, you only saw, like I said, three games, right? So, so it was a show I would watch because if you like football, this is tomorrow's newspaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could do a five or six minute highlight if it was 47 to 42, you know, and so um, it was three nothing. There weren't six minutes. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> there were six seconds. So but it, it was fun. It, it's still my favorite thing to do. I'm glad we can still do it on ESPN plus now with Booger. It's really cool. Uh, oh, also, we got to get you to talk to your guy, Adam Sandler. We need him on the podcast. We told Rex to reach out. He's been in his movies. You've been in his movies. We know he's a big Jets guy. That's our one big ask. You get one well, big ask from everybody. <laughs> let, me, let me work on it. He Jet fan, and I believe grew up in New Hampshire. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Uh, hey, you know, you made him you made him happy. I don't know why he wouldn't come on. We'll find him. <laughs> All right, baby. Go, Nick. You start. All right, I'll start off. Um, all right, so these are just really quick. First thing popped to your mind. Um, nothing crazy. Uh, we won't try to trick you or anything. Um, all right, would you rather Peter Luger's or Delmonico's? Well, I think you got to go Peter Luger's. I mean, it's a New York staple, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Staple. I love it. Um, okay, if you're at a resort on vacation, you walk out to the pool. I mean, it's crowded. There's some babes walking around. You know, I'm setting the scene for you. Are you like toe in the water, just kind of dip in the shallow end? Or are you just right off the diving board, you know, Hamilton from Sandlot, freaking <laughs> cannonball in the deep end? Which one are you? Well, the problem, if I, I mean, I'm more of a deep end guy, but it would be a belly flop. And <laughs> that wouldn't impress anybody, uh, except that I would have a red stomach, not from sunburn. So I might. I love it. I might, so. Deep end by choice. If the pool wasn't crowded, I'd give it a shot. If it was crowded, don't need to make a scene. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, okay. When you're sitting down to watch something, are you a reality show guy, like a real housewives kind of guy or documentaries you want to watch, you know? Well, I'm a history major. There we go. Uh, so a doc- reality show, I don't learn anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You learn everything you already know about people. Well, well, and maybe what I'm about to learn from them, I don't want to know. And, and <laughs> so a documentary for sure, whether it's sports, history, you know, uh, deep sea diving. I mean, what it, 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 you, it. Well, you can learn something. Very good. All right. So uh, would you rather go to the Met or the Guggenheim? Because I'm old enough to, to remember when the Guggenheim was new and the Met was older, but <laughs> Guggenheim is hardly new. I still think the Met, uh, you're not talking about the Mets playing. I know that. I know what the question is. So, I mean, we like the Mets. We got no problem with the Mets. Uh, no problem. The Met, I think that's a good question, though. Um, okay. When you go on vacation, are you going somewhere to ski for cold weather or are you going tropical beaches, warm weather? Well, I live in, in Maui, you know, about 11 weeks a year. So, uh, yeah, baby. And I skied till my third knee surgery and, and oh, wow. about 20 years ago. And the doctor said, Do you love skiing or do you like skiing? 
And when I liked skiing, he goes, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. But that's, it, that's great. Maui, I mean, beach anyway. Yeah. Good oh, question. Great. Can't, can't beat Maui. Um, all right, last one. Then we'll get you out of here. Um, Empire State Building or the Statue of Liberty? Mm. Mm. I mean, they both scream New York, but I'm going to give you, I'll answer it, but my favorite building is the Chrysler Building in New York because it's that was the tallest building, I believe, at the time, like 100 years right. ago, and it still is really cool when you look at it. Like, they built one like that then? Yeah. I mean, the Statue mm -hmm. of Liberty speaks for America and everybody coming here. So as far as for America, the Statue of Liberty says it all. Uh, and it's a gift from France. I mean, so, I mean. History hello. major. So, well, <laughs> I don't remember everything, but I remember a couple of things. Do you remember but, how many points on the crown? No, I, well, I don't. How many? Seven for all seven continents to welcome uh, the entire yeah, world. That's a bad loss by me. No. One. So. Statue of Liberty on what it means to the United States and, and really when the world was on the same page or a lot of it was, you know, sure. uh, but the Chrysler building, I, I still look for that every time I, I like every time I come in, that's fair enough. I, I know I dodged the answer, but I, I, that's a cool building. The best part of the rapid fire is there's no wrong answer. So I like this. Why didn't I have pictures <laughs> like this? <laughs> uh thank awesome, you so much bro. for taking the time it was it was great talking with you really appreciate you taking the time to spend a little bit with us um hopefully we didn't eat up too much of your time uh, but it was really honor for uh, i think both mark and i uh to be able to sit and chat with you well you guys you guys bled and sweated for the new york jets and and I'm, i wish you luck with the, with these careers mark i already told you that game of the buffalo miami game you guys were great Nick, the Ring of Honor. I mean, you guys represent the Jets, and uh, it's an honor to be on with you guys. It's good to work green. It's good to good to good to visit with you guys. I, pre I appreciate the love, so the love goes right back. And awesome. uh, we can all. It's a it's a word we can spell: J E T S. Jets. 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 <laughs> yeah, baby, I love it. I love it. WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, they have what you need to win. Jets fans in New Jersey, sign up today and use promo code XJETS. And after placing your first $100 wager, you will receive $100 to bet with. You will receive a $50 free bet and a $50 casino bonus. Again, the promo code is XJETS. Offer subject to change. Offer only available in New Jersey. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 or older to participate. Please visit winbet.com to view welcome offers available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. All right, welcome back to The Exchange, uh, presented by WinBet with myself and Mark Sanchez. Um, Chris Berman might be the best person ever. Wow. Like, the, the amount of history he has of, his, of the NFL, like yeah. just reading highlights, like having so much 
from starting out in the eighties. I mean, obviously there's probably plenty of people who've been doing it longer from like the seventies, but he like, he made it famous, I think. And it oh, awesome. no doubt. I think the catchy phrases tagging nicknames to players. Um, and, and I loved what he said about um, making it feel like the highlight was live for the person. That was watching. unbelievable. It yes. was almost like, um, and, and then also just noticing he went back and looked at the rosters when we were on the team he wore green for the show, obviously a Jets podcast, but like the guy's very thoughtful and intentional, mm-hmm. you know? And so yes. when he mentioned that about the highlights, that every time it's got to be live, I just think of like Bruce Springsteen, like he's going to sing Born to Run. And like somebody in that audience that night has never heard him do it live. And he's got to do it. If he just mails it in, then that person is absolutely crushed, you know? And he yeah. rips through those highlights, but every time it's, Somebody out there watching has never seen this play before. I got to make this play come to life. And I think just him and that feeling that responsibility to the viewer is so intentional and so rare. Um, yeah. That was really impressive. I feel, I feel like like that should be a staple of like the broad. They talk about like broadcast boot camps and everything. Like write no that doubt. one down. That needs to go. No Absolutely. Like, hey, make it. If you're doing highlights, make it feel like it's live. I loved it. Yeah, that's really it. cool. Um, but this time of the year. Um, you know, it's, it's always tricky. You, you start camp, um, you know, wide eyed and bushy tailed and now it's like the worst day ever. Um, <laughs> I done. think it's bright eyed and bushy tailed by the way. <laughs> What'd I say? I don't know. You tell me everyone loves Raymond. <laughs> okay, we're going to bring that back up. I oh, sorry, dude. Uh, you're like Michael Scott didn't... in the office. You, you mess up all the sayings. I said bright-eyed and bushy-tail. You said wide-eyed. <laughs> oh, enough. my God. I'm so glad we did this. <laughs> and it's on film. <laughs> I hate you. I quit. Oh, my God. You're my favorite. No, I know what you're saying. You get into camp and you're like all giddy like the first day of school, you know? Your boys are there. You're fired up. Everything's trending in the right direction. You know, you're going to have this awesome season. You're going to make your Super Bowl run. And at the end of the year, I mean, you and I know it. There's 31 teams that are pissed, you know, one team's yeah. happy and yeah, um, one everybody team else happy. feels like a complete failure, whether you lost in the Super Bowl, lost in a championship game, didn't make the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, this day is essentially like, you know, the last day of the season, you go do your exit physicals, you, you start to come up with your offseason plan and. And you realize that that team is going to have so much turnover, whether you guys were good, bad, or somewhere in between. I mean, there's going to be 30 plus guys that are gone and 30 new guys in there potentially. So it's, yeah, I think it's, that's, uh, that's the crazy part. It's a weird you day. Think, you don't think about that because you spent, you know, all of spring, all of August, yeah. you know, all through the season with the same people. And then you like that in four months, it's going to be a whole new set of people. And so it, it's crazy, but you know, it is what it is, and you move on, and, you know, now after as soon as Super Bowl is over, everyone's back to 0-0, and you yep. start a new season. So, no doubt. I'm with it. All right, that's it for me and Nick from The Exchange. Be sure to rate, review, follow, and listen on the iHeartRadio app or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's The Exchange. We'll see you soon.